1966, an 11-year-old black boy moved with his parents and his family to Washington, D.C., Sitting with his two brothers and his two sisters on his front porch of their new house, he waited to see how they would be greeted. They were not. Passersby turned and looked at them, but no one gave them a smile or even a glance of recognition. All the fearful stories he had heard about how whites treated blacks seemed to be coming true. And writing about this much later, he says... I knew we were not welcome here. I knew we were not liked here. I knew we shouldn't have moved here. As he was thinking those very thoughts, a white woman came down the street, home from work, passed by on the other side. She turned to the children, and with a surprising and broad smile, she said, Welcome. She then disappeared into a house and reemerged with a tray laden with drinks and cream cheese and jelly sandwiches. And that moment, the man wrote later, changed his life. It gave him a sense of belonging where he had none before. It made him realize in a time of racial uncertainty and racial tension that a black family could feel at home in a white area. Over the years, he learned to love and admire the white woman across the street, but it was always that first spontaneous act of greeting that became for him the definitive moment. It was a moment that broke down separation, a moment that turned strangers into friends. The young man there is Stephen Carter, a prominent professor of law at Yale University. He's written a number of books, one called Civility, where he recounts that story that changed his life in his neighborhood when he was 11 years old. The woman across the street was named Sarah Kestenbaum, who died all too young. She was Jewish. And in the Jewish tradition, such civility, such kindness is called hesed, the doing of acts of care and compassion which emerge from the idea that human beings are made in the image of God. That's why they're done. Acts of loving kindness, care, compassion. Carter writes this, Civility itself may seem as part of hesed. It does indeed require kindnesses toward fellow human citizens, including the ones who are strangers, even when it is hard. And Carter goes on to say this, Nothing in contemporary secular conversations calls us to give up anything truly valuable for anybody else. Only religion offers secular language of sacrifice, selflessness, and awe that enables believers to treat fellow citizens as fellow passengers. And even religion he says, has too few practitioners, which is why those who are truly moved by it to love their fellow human beings are so very special. Carter says this, to this day, to this day, I can close my eyes and feel on my tongue the smooth, slick sweetness of the cream cheese and jelly sandwiches that I gobbled on that summer afternoon when I discovered how a single act of genuine and unassuming civility can change a life forever. Hesed 
It's one of the most important words in all the Bible. Hesed means kindness, loving kindness, not love as an emotion, but love expressed as a deed, as an action. Hesed. The biblical word is so unique that it is used only in cases where there's um, some recognized tie, a tie both vertical and horizontal, between parties that are concerned with each other. Faithful people act with loving kindness, not just because and not indiscriminately, but always because and in response to God's loving kindness. Hesed represents what faithful life looks like. God's steadfast, loving kindness, Hesed, is the sure love that will never let us go. God's loving kindness, Hesed, confirms that nothing in life or death can separate us ever from God's love. Hesed, therefore, intends to be our way, the way of God's people. We hear this through the pages of Scripture. Just as God clothes the naked, so you shall clothe the naked. Just as God visits the sick, so you shall visit the sick. Just as God welcomes the stranger, so you should welcome the stranger. Just as God comforts those who mourn, so you should comfort mourners. Hesed is God's way toward us, loving kindness, mercy, compassion, care. So hesed is our way of faith and life. This is the essence of that first lesson that Sloan read a minute ago from Deuteronomy 10. So now, O Israel, what does the Lord require of you to fear the Lord your God? And remember, from last week, fear doesn't mean to be afraid. Fear means to live fully in God's presence. Fear means to walk in the ways of God, to serve the Lord all our days. God is great. God is real. You are to love the stranger and execute justice, just as God does. That passage offers a picture of hesed, a life of loving kindness that emerges from God's loving kindness that covers us so well, a life of doing acts, acts of care, acts of compassion, acts of justice, because God acts with care, compassion, and justice toward us. Through the recent weeks, I have found myself getting kind of discouraged by so many things. You know, weeks removed from the hurricane, we still have people in shelters, in schools, in eastern North Carolina. Tough stuff. We have had this past week riveting debate and testimony about the latest Supreme Court nomination. This is clearly a time of extreme division among us, male, female, privileged, entitled, assaulted, abused, Democrat, Republican, other divisions. Who to believe? What's the best way forward? So much give and take gets kind of discouraging. We've also growing tensions with China. We have problems at the UN. We have new worries about Iran. And I'm just naming a few things. So much rancor, so much discouragement. 
Here's how Eugene Peterson says. Getting saved is easy. Becoming a community, well, that is difficult. Super difficult. Having religion is easy. Becoming a people who love and serve together because of their religion, well, that is hard. Claiming God's hesed, God's loving kindness, covers us forever. That's easy. Living out God's intended hesed. Loving God, serving God, doing justice, becoming God's covenant people in community. Oh, that's hard. That is hard. No matter how right we are in what we believe about God, no matter how accurately we might phrase it, no matter how persuasively we might preach it or write it or declare it, if loving kindness, hesed, is not part of our daily life, we falsify what we say. We falsify what we believe. We're a long way from what God intends of us. Indeed, this is what Deuteronomy, the whole book, is all about. Deuteronomy, becoming God's people in community, living and serving and shaping life and doing all things as God's people. That's what Deuteronomy is all about. Deuteronomy keeps making this point. Community, a community that believes but does not love, does not spread hesed, well, that's not a community of God's people. That's what Deuteronomy is all about. In fact, so much of the Bible is about this same challenge. God is our God. We're God's people. We're to worship. We're to love. We're to reserve. We're to act as God's community in the world. That's the constant message. And how much we long for that. Our second lesson today comes from Romans. From Paul the Apostle. I'm reading from chapter 12. Listen, for by the grace given to me, Paul's speaking, for by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of yourselves more highly than you ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body, we have many members, and not all the members have the same function. So we, who are many, are one body in Christ, and individually we're members one of another. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Prophecy in proportion to faith. Ministry in ministering. The teacher in teaching. The exhorter in exhortation. The giver in generosity. The leader in diligence. The compassionate in cheerfulness. This is the word of the Lord. Last week I quoted Richard Rohr. He's worth quoting again this week because he reminds us that the faithful life is not thinking our way into a new way of living. The faithful life is living our way into a new way of thinking. That's important, especially with this passage, because of the number of times that think is mentioned in these short Verses, think, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought to think. Think with sober judgment. Actually, the passage invites us to think ourselves into a new way, to live ourselves into a new way of thinking. Live ourselves into a new way of thinking. It all starts with grace. 
That's the first thing Paul says. We are to remove ourselves from the center of things. We're all in this together, he reminds us. We each recognize the gifts that are ours. And we have different gifts, and they all work together to build up the community. Community. So we can't get discouraged. No point getting discouraged about our calling and our work, loving kindness in building community. We're claimed as God's people. We keep striving for hesed. This Hebrew term that means loving kindness as we live together and build community. We keep striving for it. The passage from Romans reminds us that we, who are many, are one body. And we are members of one another. We all have gifts. Our calling is to offer our gifts to, for the wholeness and for the hope of the community. When we share our gifts, we do not have less of them. We actually have more of them. This is different from most things. Different from economics, different from politics. When we share those, power or wealth, we usually have less. But spiritual gifts, well, they're meant to be different from everything else. When we share them, everyone has more. Think about that. This is what the Scriptures keep wanting us to understand. In faith, in our homes... In our churches, we learn that we're bound to God. God's love covers us, and we're bound to one another. It says, we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually we're members one of another. So when we know this and work on this, we are one body, God's people, recipients of God's loving kindness, hesed. And then we also work at living into this loving kindness, hesed, spreading God's love and care, justice and light wherever we can find ourselves and whatever we do. This is our ongoing calling. Some of us are called to be prophetic and to spread God's deep concern for justice and equity, for prosperity for all. Some are called to minister. Our bulletin reminds us every week that All of us are ministers here with something to share, to make the world better, to work with God at bringing healing and hope to the world. Some of us are called to teach. Some are called to leadership. Some are called to generosity, especially those who have been given so much. Some are called to ministries of compassion. The point is, when we know that we're all part of the body, We all seek to offer our gifts. We offer our lives in God's service in spreading loving kindness, hesed. And the more we share and the more we build community, the more everyone has. The more everyone has. And God's purposes, plans multiply. In the oldest sanctuary described in the Old Testament, the holiest items of all the furniture in the sanctuary, the holiest item was called the ark. The ark is like a box. It's a container. It, it sits in the center of the sanctuary and it contained the holiest objects like the tablets on which God's law was written or in sometimes just fragments of those tablets. And then above the ark, there in the Holy of Holies were two figures, two cherubim. 
And in Exodus 25, 20, it says that the faces of the cherubim are facing each other. The point of this image is to convey something very important and very powerful. The cherubim are facing each other to remind us that God is most present when people have their faces turned to each other. We often ask, where is God? We wonder, when is God going to show up? How is God at work here? We wonder. And here's the truth. God speaks and is active when people turn their faces to each other in love. Where have you seen that recently? God is most present in care and generosity when people are seeking to build community. That is where God is most present. All of this is to say that we have much continuing work to do. And it's our calling. All of us, we've been covered with God's loving kindness. We've been given gifts to use for God's work. We are the body of Christ, members one to another. We live in difficult and anxious times. We cannot get discouraged. We're called to use our gifts and everything about our lives to turn and keep turning to one another and then discovering this hesed from God, loving kindness, and then live it out. What if that could happen? We're called to share our gifts and build community, to spread loving kindness near and far, to collaborate with God in the healing of the world and the coming of Christ's reign on earth. What if that could happen? What if we were part of that, all of us, always, in all that we do? If we can indeed commit our lives to one another and to community in these tumultuous times, we might just find our way to those final and important words in this little passage from Romans 12. The passage that I read from Romans 12 ends with this, the compassionate in cheerfulness. The compassionate in cheerfulness. These two words, compassionate and cheerfulness, are some of the most appealing descriptors. Acts of loving kindness generate in us cheerfulness. Amazing. Amazing. The Greek word here for cheerfulness is the word hilaritas, from which we get the word hilarity. The Greek word means something much more than what comes to mind when we say hilarity, which is probably something like uh, noisy merriment or boisterous celebration. The Greek word here conveys a deep sense of rich treasure in God's grace for us, such a deep sense that we are set free to love and share love and spread joy. We have such a cheerfulness in belonging to God that we live with a generous love. We have such a sense that God is always at work, even in the tough stuff, that we continue with loving kindness in the world, in compassion, cheerfulness. Wow. What if we trusted God so surely And what if we serve God so well that this was the descriptor 
of us in compassion, cheerfulness. What if that could happen? Well, you know what? We'd be on our way toward the community that God intends for us and for all people everywhere. May it be so. Amen. Let us pray. Loving God, move in our midst in fresh ways to shape us as your faithful community of loving kindness. Following Jesus. Amen.